Hey, Christine, you're back. I am back. And I need to start off by saying thank you to Frank. Yes. Because you kind of threw me under the bus. And he Totes, yeah. pulled me <laughs> right back out and revived me, brought me back to he life, restored my dignity. Dude, the difference between you when you recorded with COVID and me last week, oh, was I, know. I literally had no voice. No, I know. You no had voice. no voice whatsoever. It was crazy. Tested for COVID three times. It was not COVID. I know. You had. I can't believe it's not COVID. Yeah. Yeah. It was the stupidest thing. And I still, like, I'm, I feel like got that head thing and a little yeah. bit in my chest still. And I still have a little bit of a cough left over uh, from when I had COVID a couple yeah, weeks ago. Well, I believe that. Yeah. It's, it's stupid. To get rid of. It is. It's so stupid. And my neighbor's a nurse and she told me that this wicked cough or this wicked cold thing is going around. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, lucky you. <laughs> well, lucky me. Now I'm immune. Right? Boosted. I know. This is how I feel. I feel super immune. Yeah. I'm like, come at me, bro. I'm super immune now. You go anywhere. You walked around <laughs> New York City. You were I like, did. whoa, come ahead. at me. Try to infect me. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Oh, speaking of that, how was New York City? Oh, New York was good. We were there. Um, today is Thursday as we're recording this. So yeah. I was there on Tuesday and it was so fun. We toured NYU with my daughter, which was really cool. I mean, yeah. nothing like a traditional college campus when you think of that. Mm -hmm. um, it's basically just like, here's, here's Greenwich Village. And there's buildings all over it that are owned by the university yeah. and that's it. And they do have like student housing there and everything, but like, we don't have a quad, but we do have Washington square. Like, yeah. So it was, which was in the middle of everything, but yeah, it was, it was really, really cool. Um, it, it was hot. Mm -hmm. Like it was really hot. And the this heat is wicked. This heat is crazy right now. Holy it really is. Cow. I was, I was saying earlier, like I, I just saw the forecast for Sunday. The heat index here is like 110 oh on gosh. Sunday. I saw insane. I'm going to Memphis this weekend. And I saw that on, I think it's Saturday. It said it was going to be 104. I didn't even look at the heat index. I do not even want to know. No, you and I, don't I said to you, I'm like, what am I going to wear? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know. It's tanked out. Yeah. Flip flops. Right. <laughs> oh man yeah but yeah so, so like but the tour was a good hour and a half and we were outside because of course you're not really going in buildings we were only in one building the whole time wow um <clears throat> so it was um it was it was hot it was sweaty hmm. it was I mean now again though I walked around New York City all day Tuesday in 90 plus heat had no, no pain, pain whatsoever yep. none it is absolutely amazing i i mean that by itself is just the best thing ever yeah. but i feel that way like if my joints like my joints are aching i'm in the house i just go outside and sit out there for a little while or walk around for a little while and i'm like Oof, wow it, yeah. i feel completely different i mean it has to be hot out for me like mm -hmm. i can't just do that all year round and it makes no it no that's what but, I mean. yeah this heat yeah does that oh yeah yep for sure but okay, so after the tour, as we're walking around yes. the village, there were food trucks everywhere. Oh, I and I mean, like, you, where did you eat? good food trucks. Mm. So we stopped, Alex and I went to a food truck that had Berea tacos, mm. and they were so good. I think they were the best ones I've ever had. Okay, remind me what they are. So it's like a shredded beef. Okay. And they like dip the taco shells in the 
in the juice stuff oh. and they like grill them a little bit so they that soaks in mm. and then there's like cheese and the beef and like a butt ton of cilantro which oh. makes me so happy inside me too and lime lime at the wazoo mm. now they usually put raw onions on it but I don't I can't, I hate onions. Yeah. So you're, you're so weird. Like I that. wish, I wish I liked onions. My life would be so much easier. I know. You it really like would. have to pick the onions out or you won't eat stuff. No, I can't. And I don't understand it's, that because, and I don't really like raw onions. But listen, I don't understand it but either. Even cooked onions, but it, you no, like. I can't do it. It's like, even just talking about it, I can feel like I'm starting to gag a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> nope, I can't do it. It's something about it. Mm-hmm. And I have been this way, like for as long oh, as I can remember since wow. a kid. But anyway, it was so good. Wow. So, so good. So we had tacos and then we we got our food and sat up outside one of the NYU buildings. They had tables and stuff and just talked about the tour because they're still like super COVID careful. Okay. So only one other person is allowed on the tour with the student and you must be masked the entire time. Oh, yeah. They check your ID and your COVID passes like you're, they wow. want to see and you have to have been boosted. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Or you're not doing the tour. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's New York City. I guess they're not. Yeah. They don't have room to play around. You wow. know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. So it was really cool. It was fun. And then, of course, we went to, um, well, we went up to Midtown and then, and bummed around there a bit. And then, of course, we went to Ellen's Stardust Diner because that is my daughter's, like, favorite place it's in her, the world. I just said to her when we were talking upstairs, I was like, that one of my, the best days of my life was going to Ellen's Stardust cafe with her and watching her yeah just beaming as the actor the servers were singing and oh yes it was so fun she just yeah yeah we loved it so we went there and then we saw dear Evan Hansen and we saw I'm gonna get his last name wrong Gaten Matarazzo maybe I think is his last name it's the curly hair kid from Stranger Things Dustin enough said from Stranger Things so this was his opening night he plays Evan Hansen's best friend, Jared. Mm. He was so good. Like the role was absolutely perfect for him. Aww. It was so fun to watch him. He was hysterical, That's first cool. of all. And it was just a blast. But what was so cool was like the house that night, people were there to see him. I bet. They really were. Like yeah. there were tons of people in line with their Stranger Things shirt on Aww. and all this. But um, yeah, it was, and not only like we're just, normal people there to see him but Maya Hawk and Sadie Sink so Max and um, Robin from Stranger Things they were also there that night to see them so I just want you to know that we just hung out together that night in the same room we were in the same room bringing breathing the same air all night well we were yeah not that you know I'm not a big deal already but I think that kind of steals the deal (laughs) so it was awesome it was it was so good it really really was and then we drove home and then we went to sleep. We didn't get home till almost one in the morning. Uh-huh. Went to bed, got up, and got in the car again for almost the same drive to go tour Rutgers University uh, at their New Brunswick, New Jersey campus. Oh. And Rutgers was amazing. Wow. Oh my gosh. Huh. We loved it. Cassie loved it. She's like, that's it. I'm done. I need to go here. Oh, wow. It's a huge research school, which is what she loves. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was. She, it, it, she was remarking and I thought it too, it took, it took all the best things of NYU mm-hmm. and had all of that without it, without like the pesky things about NYU. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
like being in the city and it's complicated to get around yeah. and it's just it's not as clean Rutgers was beautifully clean oh, that's cool um but yeah she loved it so if she can get in there I think that's it I think she's done oh my gosh so she'll apply soon I suppose that's but exciting yeah so it was it has been busy mm. busy my nephew is here visiting from Tennessee he's mm-hmm. 12 He's staying with my mom. So he was over and my brother was over and we were at my mom's last night. And just, we have been go, 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 go. Wow. So I'm tired. Yeah. You can probably hear it in my voice. I'm tired. I can. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, you had a lot going on. Yeah. yeah. So how about you? Tell me what's been happening. Well, like, know, I haven't seen you. I've just been in, like in my weeks. house for a week. This is my first time out. <laughs> yeah. Girls day out. Woo. Um, but yeah, I've rested a lot. Um, also when I started to feel better, um, worked the last couple of days, got a lot done. Um, I worked until 11 o'clock last night. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. But it was because I wanted to be able to have, you know, some time to do some fun stuff like be here today. Right. Um, when we finish here, I'm going to go swim in we your pool for in the like pool. 30 yes. minutes at least just to get my groove on and uh, just get some exercise and be in the sun and, but not be in the sweltering heat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm excited about that, but yeah. Um, I had an interesting thing happened, uh, this week. Um, I saw, I think I've mentioned before, I was going to see a functional medicine. Yes. Um, person. And I did. I had my appointment with okay. her uh, yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Yesterday. Oh my gosh. She is brilliant. So she's a licensed practical nurse, nurse practitioner, right? It's the same thing. I don't yeah. She's nurse practitioner. Um, and a bunch of years ago when she was 25, she was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease like me. And she um, just kept going to all of her colleagues, help me, help me, help me, help me. And nobody, it was just like, take this medicine, take this medicine. Yeah. But she was like, but no, let's get to the root cause. Like what's going on? How, how can, you know? So she started to do tons of research, went back to school for all different types of um, certifications and all these things. And she just has a very holistic approach to, to treatment. So started the conversation. She's like, okay, so tell me all about you, like start from the beginning. And I was like, what? And so she connects everything from like emotional to physical because okay. in, you know, in all it's of, all connected it's anyway. So connected. Right. Yeah. And the whole vagus nerve thing totally. that we've talked about so many times before and the body keeps the score. And she just talks about, talk, she talked to me about the fact that our body actually, all of our bodies have different types of um, like our DNA and our genetics hold sometimes some bad stuff like autoimmune sure. stuff. Um, but it takes triggers to bring those out. Right. I totally believe that. Oh yes. my gosh. And so as she looked at all of my medical stuff, like she was able to say, you know what, it's obvious that you were estrogen dominant, which caused like boop, 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 like the domino effect of that. Wow. Right. The lobectomies and the hysterectomy and like all kinds of crazy mm. stuff. Yeah. And then, um, and then even from that, childbirth mm-hmm. is many times the largest contributing factor or trigger to like launch to, to uh, I'm gonna say launching, but I guess right, yeah. like triggering autoimmune. That stuff. doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Yeah. yeah. And then she just talked to me about um, like had I ever been t- tested for Lyme, 
and but like really tested. She went into the that whole, whole thing is such a nightmare. I've known so yes. many people that have had Lyme disease, and getting tested and getting a result that they can trust, yes, is like craziness. Yes, and so I have been tested like early on when I started to show signs of rheumatoid arthritis. They were like, well. I was, I went to all kinds of doctors from the holistic, you know, like naturopath, all the kind of yeah. things, can it, like all the things to traditional, you know, rheumatologists and all the things. And, um, and so right away it was like, well, sometimes autoimmune Lyme can mimic autoimmune and, sure. and stuff like yeah. that. And so I had a test, but she's going to have me do, it's like a full, um, panel okay of like from a legit Lyme because apparently the Lyme tests that most people use yeah are I don't want to get into it because I'm not going to I'm not going to say it right but really it's just a screen it's not okay. really a test gotcha. it doesn't test for all these different things yeah and, and so, it shows negative like 99% of the time yes yeah yeah and so she's like no we need to really get to and then like Epstein-Barr like that kind of yeah. stuff um, really need to get to some of those. And then um, she wants to check my gut health, which we talked about before, mm-hmm. right? Because 80% of your immune system is, is in, your gut. in your gut. Oh, yeah. And so, like, that's a gross test because you guys nope, don't want to know about that. I'm going to tell you, you guys send out a stool <laughs> sample and they look at all that, but it shows so much yeah. and it tells her so much. And so, um, yeah, so I am about to launch myself into, I don't know why that's my word of the day. Launch. Launch. Yeah. Um, into start keeping a tally. (laughs) She asked me to do this diet. That's called the A U A I P. So I'm scared already. Uh huh. Yeah. That's why I'm drinking sludge right now. I know what what autoimmune paleo. So it's basically like a, you're not, you're not eating much. Right. For six, she just said, she said, this is not long-term. I want you to just do it for six weeks so that I can get you to base. Right. Like I can, and then we can begin to really treat you. So, um, so yeah, lots of vegetables, a little bit of fruit. And if I have any type of meat or chicken or anything like that, um, it's gotta be pasture raised. Yeah. Um, no nuts, no dairy. Yeah. That's Um, not a surprise. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So it's a very, yeah, interesting. Um, and then. How are you feeling about that? How, um, how am I feeling about it? Yeah. I'm feeling like, oh, cause you know, I'm a foodie. Yeah. Right. So that's why I ask. So initially <clears throat> I was like, cause she said to me, listen, Christy, you, I know you can do anything. It's six weeks and you can do it for anything for six weeks. And I was like, you're absolutely right. Yes. You can. Do I want to? No, do I want to not. change the way that I'm living and do all these things? And she was like, stop drinking bottled water. She's what? Like, yeah. Why? Tell she, me more. Well, just the plastic, the plastic, right? And how it leaches into the water. And there's really no better. Um, this used to be the case. I don't, I can't say for a fact, so please don't like come at me. But um, bottled water really doesn't have any more um, regulations and all that stuff than regular tap water. Like it's not oh, necessarily better water. I never thought it was yeah. to be. Oh, as I drop mine, you drop it as I drop mine, and, and I'm drinking it out of a big plastic. Now you're making me rethink that. Yeah, I'm going to put it in my yeti. Right, and she. Yeah, so I'm. I, I'm about to order a reverse osmosis. She has a reverse yeah, osmosis that. thing that, but it remineralizes the water. Okay, so it reverse osmosis and then remineralizes it, and so um, I'm gonna get that. 
And there's one more thing. Um, oh, she told me about this. Um, oh my gosh, I have to look it up because it's fascinating. And I want to know if you know about this, you're listening and you know about this and you've uh, used this, please, please tell me. Um, it is called, hold on, where is it now? Oh, geez. It is a, um, it's called LDN. What's that? It is a, it's, you can only get it at compound pharmacies with a prescription. So okay. she's just doing that. Um, and it helps with um, regulating your immune system. So causes like- So is it like a pill? Is it a- Yeah, I believe it's a, a pill here. LDN, so if you go to LDN, L is in Larry, D is in David, N is in Nancy, researchtrust.org. Um, it says LDN is a safe, non-toxic, and inexpensive drug that helps regulate a dysfunctional immune system. What's interesting about this is she said this, they kind of found this, um, they developed this for something completely different. Of course. And then found that it helps people with autoimmune. Yeah. So that helps with inflammation and helps with all the things. And, and apparently so, that's the way like so many of our drugs work. Yes. They're may, trying to make one thing and they find it ends up working yes. for something else entirely. Yeah. yeah. So I'm still doing my research and, and learning about it, but um, yeah, it says LDN can work very well for multiple sclerosis, Crohn's disease, fibromyalgia, ME slash CFS. I don't I have no I don't idea know what that is. Stick chronic pain, mental health issues, women's health, autism, et cetera. Wow. Yeah. Right. So, um, I am, I'm going to be checked because I think it, it like impacts your gut. Right. And okay. so she said she's been taking it in her mind. She feels like if I start taking this, um, I can continue to decrease the prednisone. Okay. Been on gotcha. For 15 years. Yeah. So, um, and not have pain. Okay. So yeah. Okay. So wow. yeah. And I'm learning a ton. I'm researching a ton. I'm going to get the test done. Um, and just see, see where that goes. Yeah. And what's cool is you asked me how I feel about it. Change is hard. Change is hard. Right. And for me, one of the things that I love most in this world is food. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's like, probably one of the hardest things for you. I yeah. would imagine. I travel to eat. Right. You know, like, yeah. I, and, and like, I, yeah. And honestly, like I live to eat, like I really, really love to eat. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. And so, so it's going to be super hard, but at the same time, what I'm trying to do is just maybe have a different perspective Yeah, yeah. and say to myself, like, actually, I don't necessarily have to like it. Sure. But there's a part of this change for me that feels very empowering mm. because I feel like, cause there's two types of change, right? Oh, sure. There's change that we implement. Choose. Yeah. We choose it. Like this is what we're doing, which can still be scary and all of the oh, things. Oh, for sure. No cause question. anxiety, cause all these things. But it is different. But it is different because then there's change that we, we did go not through choose that we didn't choose. Change right? that happens to us. Right. Yeah. And so a diagnosis of a debilitating disease, like sure. arthritis, um, feels very like you can get, I can get, and I have over the years, cause it's been 17, 18, gosh, probably 12, almost 20 years, right. Since I was diagnosed and you can feel, you can, I can, and have gotten into a, a place of helplessness. Oh, sure. Right. Absolutely. Like, I'm, yes. oh my gosh. Like, and, and worry and fear and like all the things, 
what's my future going to be like, you know, like what, right. um, and, but this, the steps I'm taking right now and the changes that I'm going to make, make me feel more empowered and more yes. in control, yeah. I guess. Um, and not helpless. Yeah. And, um, and I love learning too. So that's part of it. Oh, I'm sure. Well. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny because you know, we had talked earlier last week, like, okay, what's our topic of conversation going to be? And we decided it was going to be about change yeah. in general. And, you know, this is, <laughs> this is going to sound terrible, but like having to make like a, a dietary change like that is like my worst nightmare. Yeah. And what's so interesting about that is that because it's my worst nightmare, I have moments where I feel like, you know what, then I want to just do it because then it's on my terms. Yeah. Which I don't know. It feels silly. Mm-hmm. It feels silly to say that out loud. Um, say more about almost, that. well, almost like to tackle it. Mm-hmm. Like this is my worst nightmare. And so before it happens ah. to me, I'm going to happen to it. Yeah. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. gosh, how many of us do that without even <laughs> for better and worse? Yeah. For better and worse when it comes to change. Yeah. Like I know I've seen so many people um, do this in terms of relationships, mm-hmm. right? They're afraid that that other person, whether it's a significant other, a spouse, or even just a friend or family member, they're going to leave me. Mm-hmm. And so before that happens to me, wow. I'm going to happen to it. Yeah. And I'm going to just stop this right here and, mm. or pull away or whatever it is. And so it's interesting how we handle change yeah. as just human beings. Mm-hmm. We handle it differently all the time. I, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about this when we had mentioned the, the topic and my first thought was I often like change for the sake of change. I was just going to say there are two types of people. I think. Yeah. I think the majority of people hate change. I think you're right. And resist change in my experience. Yes. Um, and I am very much like you where I like change for the sake of change. And I was, as you were saying that I was thinking to myself, there's actually a part of this change as much as it's like, oh my gosh, now all like, I'm literally drinking an arugula pea shoot smoothie with a couple of frozen strawberries in it. And that's pretty much it. You lost me at pea right? shoot. Well, I, it's like drinking a pepper smoothie, right? Because it's arugula. <laughs> yeah. And that's I like arugula. Had. It's what I had yesterday. But I don't want to drink it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but there is this part of me. It's like when I've gone vegan for a season, like to try right. that, like maybe this will help, right? Um, as much as I was like, oh my gosh, it limits so much. There was also like a part of me that was like, it feels like a challenge. Right. You know, like, what and am I going to eat? You and I both love overcoming what, a challenge. Yes. yes. What am I going to eat? And what am I going to make amazing? Right. Like I, this, this sucks. I'm drinking this. Right. But it's because I was rushing and didn't have time. And I just went in my fridge and threw everything in a blender and didn't even taste it and walked out the door. Oh right? my word. So, um, but Yeah. But there, I would say in my experience and leading teams and just being, you know, part of large organizations, like the majority of people, like you say, change yes. and they're like, ah, yeah. And they dig their heels in and like their first response is like, no, You're right. No, I a hundred percent agree with you. Cause I've seen that a thousand times, mm-hmm. even in my position, you know, when we worked at church, trying to implement anything new 
oh my word. I mean, you would think I was asking for their firstborn, you know, and because the vast majority of people are just so vehemently against any kind of change. And I, I bet if you would ask those people, if that's how they are, they wouldn't say, oh yeah, totally. It's true. Cause I don't think we realize how often we do it, but, but it is so, so true. It is yeah. so, so true. And, and then you have the, <laughs> then you have those rare types like us who like change for change sake. Yeah. Like I get bored really easily. Yeah. I change my hair constantly. Yeah. And always have always have that has never been a thing I will never forget okay this is how much I'm like so pro change and I wouldn't have even been conscious of it until like now I remember when I was doing hair I had a client who wanted bangs so badly like so badly and I'm like okay well then let's just do it and she she would always say no Huh. And then she'd come back in a month later and show me a picture. There's a picture with bangs. And I'm like, okay, well, is today the day? Because she would have been adorable with them. Yeah. And finally, what she said was, you know what? I just can't do it because I don't want to hear about it from my coworkers. Wow. My coworkers will have too much to say. And so I'm just not going to do it. Oh and I thought, gosh. oh, my word. What is that? Yeah. You are resisting change yeah. based on the opinions of others? Yeah. Oh my goodness. No, 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 no. You're making me think of something that, um, my friend Rich Birch and I, uh, we led this uh, cohort for executive pastors. And one of the things that he talked about as we were coming out of COVID and churches were like starting to reopen and, um, and you know, these pastors were like trying to figure out like, what should we do? What should we not do? Oh my gosh. No, it was like change is inevitable. Like everything had changed right out of our control change. Yeah. Um, and so he used, um, he used something called the adoption curve. If you, if you Google Ooh, adoption that? curve, so I just pulled it up here. Okay. So I've seen this as it oh, relates yes. to like I do know what this Apple, is. right? Yes. Like as Apple, as a brand. I've seen the example is like, as Apple releases new products, they, this is a marketing thing, yes. right? So they recognize that there are, there's this curve. You kind of see it. It's really cool, right? So you have the innovators who are the people it's coming like, up with the change. There's they're waiting in line. They pre-order the new thing. Yeah. Like they are right. I'm not, I'm actually not that person. I'm not that. No, I'm not usually either on the curve. Um, but then there's the early adopters and those are typically like visionaries. Then these, there's the majority of people are in the early majority. So there's okay. a pragmatist. Um, and then there's the late majority that are the conservatives and then the laggards who are the skeptics and they are not going to do anything until they've seen all the data and everybody's had it and like all the stuff. Gosh, haven't we seen that play out in the last couple of years? It's so, so fascinating. So, okay. That's, this is what this makes me think about. So like the new iPhone releases, right? Yeah. Okay. So the innovators are the ones who have pre-ordered that bad boy and they already have it. The early adopters are the ones that are in line the day it releases, mm-hmm. right? And then the early majority are the ones that get it within the first six months. Yeah. The late majority, this cracks me up. Okay. So the late, the late majority in my head, this is how I'm relating this. The late majority are the people who maybe wait two or three years and there may be two models behind, yeah. but yeah. then they eventually get it. And then the laggards, um, is my parents. <laughs> they still the flip phones. I love you. 
I'm, I'm actually thinking of my dad, my dad who refuses to text. Like I just, yes. like dad, it would be so much easier if I could just text you. Yeah. He will not. No, not that Or way. like, can you email me pictures? I'm like, can I just text them to you? Yeah. No. So yeah, that's how I think about that scale. I, when gosh, I hope he's not listening. Look at that. Hi dad. Hi dad. We love you. Um, when you look at that though, the majority, like vast majority of people yeah, are on the, like, they're not the innovators and the, like, the, the no, but they're, they're like right smack in the middle of that yes, curve because yeah. that's changed. Yes. Right. Like what you're going to change my phone. I'm comfortable with my phone. Right. Right. But this applies to so many different things. Careers. For sure. Like when I left my job, I was there for 23 years, but on staff for 15 years. Yeah. And that was a major, major move for me. For sure. That was a huge change. Thing. And now this is not something, it was not something that like I woke up one day and was like, oh okay, my word. I'm no, no, no. You took job. a very long time. Long twist, right? Like yeah. I really, really, I took this very, very serious. Um, but to be honest, like there was a lot of anxiety oh, for sure. around that decision for on so many different levels, financial yeah. being the obvious, right? Sure. Like my husband, like he just kept saying, poor Jim. I love you, Jim, so much. He kept saying to me, I'm going to have a heart attack. Yeah. Like this was a really big deal because he's a one on the Enneagram, right? right? So it's like right and wrong. It's you got to have all the I's yeah. dotted, all the T's crossed. Like what, if you don't have a solid plan, Every we duck in the row and... <laughs> Right, right, yes. right. So he's a great balance for me because I'm a seven and I'm right. just like, I'm out. <laughs> yes. And, um, and so, but yeah, so there was a lot of there was a lot of anxiety around it. A lot of, even I would say change is kind of like death. Oh my goodness. Listen, right? I think oftentimes, and it's not all the time, obviously, but oftentimes I think it's really important when we make a major change to grieve what was. Yes. Very can, important. Listen, can I just say the culture that we live in and the society that we are a part of, we don't talk about change. We don't teach, like, did you ever learn, did anyone teach you how to navigate change? Absolutely not. No. Right. We don't talk about death. We don't normalize it. It's the one thing that happens to all of us. Yes. But we don't talk about it. In other cultures, they actually talk about there's- All the time. Right? And yeah. so it's just normal. Yeah. And then, so the, when we don't talk about something, then it, when it happens, it's like, ah, this isn't supposed to happen. Right. Right? right. Like, so no wonder- we're so resistant to change. Most people are, are so resistant to change. And, yes. I'm not, and I'm not saying, listen, there are some things I'm like, oh, no, 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 don't of change course. that. Right? Oh my like, gosh, yes. But most things, no. I'm just like, okay, oh, let's, no. let's yeah. go, let's do it. Like career shift? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. whatever. That's the one thing, you know, we've, we've tried so hard with our kids, um, particularly, you know, our son in college and our daughter looking at college. Like, listen, you're allowed to change your mind. Yeah just because you've decided I want to do this and I want to go here does not mean you are locked in for life. Right. Don't do that to yourself. Oh my goodness. Again, like, I think we said this on like a way earlier podcast, but like you are not a tree. Yeah. If you don't like where you are, move, yes. Yes. <laughs> go somewhere else. Even when it feels like you have roots. Yes. And up, and that is, I think what most people fear about change. It's yes. that uprooting. Yes. Change can be an uprooting. There's mm -hmm. no question about it, Absolutely. but here's, here's what I've really sat with. 
if my roots are dug in soil that is toxic, mm. I got to go. Mm. And that doesn't mean the uprooting isn't painful. Right. Yep. It's still painful. Yep. It doesn't mean that I won't miss the toxic. Mm. Right. Because it's what we know. It's what we know. And so that's why I think it's so important. So even change from something that is harming us mm-hmm. can be difficult and we need to grieve it. Can I read you something? I yeah. cannot believe you just said that. Really? Because yeah. First, I need you to help me pronounce this name. Pronounce this name. Oh, uh, I'm going to get it wrong. Thich Nhat Han. I think that that sounds right. Yeah. Um, I've read a lot of his stuff. I love him. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. He wrote this. Uh, he said this. People have a hard time letting go of their suffering. Oh, out of a fear of the unknown. Yes. They prefer suffering that is familiar. Jay Shetty explains this this quote this way. We have this attachment to familiar pain. We keep going back to the same pain. Wow. And we want the same pain because it gives certainty in our life. Because at least we know it. It's it's that concept of the devil you know. Yes. It's the devil you know. Yes, it's the familiar. My husband used to use this um, quote. He'd say, oh. They sound like a dog on a nail. And a I would dog say, on a nail. I haven't heard that? that. No. Oh my gosh. You had to have heard me say that. No. Okay. So there's this analogy um, that he once heard that he just, it was like, ah, oh. and sometimes I have to say to him, you sound like a dog on a nail, right? Um, so it's like this, this, this guy is sitting on a porch, sitting on his front porch with the dog, mm-hmm. with his dog and the dog's laying there and, but the dog is going, ooh, ooh, ooh. right you like that interpretation i don't really and somebody walks up and says dude what's up with your dog and he says oh he's just laying on a nail and when it hurts bad enough i'll get up well okay and here's the thing here's the thing i used to believe that that was true Mm -hmm. that we won't change until the pain of staying the same Mm -hmm becomes greater than the pain of change that can be true yeah i'm not sure it always is no there are some people who will just ride that pain to the grave mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. you know I, i've seen it so many times Do you know why this is another thing i've been learning about we've talked about this before i think on the podcast it's that learned helplessness oh learned helplessness is all right whole yes. thing yeah and it makes my skin crawl yes me too and it's this whole, but I think sometimes we can all fall oh, for sure. to that, right? Oh, I know that I do. I think anybody with any um, like chronic type of condition mm-hmm. could fall into that without blinking. Well, or because we are exposed to so much information and honestly bad news on a daily basis, yeah. right? Because the world that we live in and the, you know our phones and the, like all the information that we're exposed to we see so much trauma. We see so much sure. death. We see so much heartbreak and like all of these things, even on the TV shows that we watch. Oh, right? no question. That we begin to just think, well, that's, that's just the way it is. Like people just suffer. And so I'm, I'm suffering here. and I'm just, yeah. Nothing and, I and can do. Yes, exactly. Well, yeah. gosh, this is so, because it feels 
the, the state of our world, the state of our society, our communities, or whatever, sometimes feels so overwhelming that we that oh, we sure. start to think, gosh, well, there's nothing, there's yeah. nothing I can do about it. So it's that learned helplessness. Yes. And so, yeah, and that's it's the long-term nail. Yeah. It's not true. Right. That's the thing. You know, if we all feel that way, <laughs> we will all go down that spiral together. Yes. I don't want to be there. Nope. I don't want to be on that ride. And so, yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Learned helplessness is a huge obstacle to embracing necessary and healthy change in our lives. Right. You know, I, I hate the idea. And we've talked about this before. I hate the idea of, oh, I'm just going to keep doing it because this is what we've always done. Yes. I always think about that in terms of like the holidays and stuff Ooh. like that. Why are we still doing this? Like the way that we do, you know, with particular things, like, I don't think any of us enjoy it mm-hmm. <laughs> anymore. Mm-hmm. So why would we continue? Well, it's tradition. Well, what if the tradition sucks now? Like, right. It doesn't mean it didn't Yes. at one t- point in time, but does it serve you now? Mm-hmm. Then it's time to change. If that's a no, it's time to change and we don't need to fear it. Yeah. We do, however, need to, again, I think, like you said earlier, shift our perspective. Yeah. 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 And there's this level of, I think, and this is, I'm finding this in my life, just trying to find a place of acceptance Mm. with all things. Yeah. Some would say like the good and the bad. I'm not looking at things as good and bad anymore. No, we have to stop assigning morality. Yeah. to things that are amoral mm. change is not negative or positive no. change and, just is and it's inevitable oh yes change is inevitable so start with that yeah start by accepting that change is going to happen change is thanos <laughs> <laughs> i am inevitable change is thanos oh my gosh. yeah it is yeah and then and yeah so accepting it and then starting to say okay change is going to happen mm-hmm um, change is certain. Let's not yeah. be surprised by it by anymore, by it anymore. Yeah. And then let's just start to say, okay, what are some of the tools that I need to learn to help me navigate yes. the change in my life? Because yeah. it is so inevitable. And then I think it's also embracing the emotions. Like you said, like change, there's a grief process Absolutely. with change, right? Like whether the thing that you're changing was bad or good, like you said, right? Toxic or healthy or whatever it is. Um, it's still changed. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes the feeling is sadness and grief. Sometimes the feeling is anxiety. Sometimes yeah. it's all of those things. Sometimes oh, it's anger, like whatever absolutely. it is. But instead of going, oh my gosh, like I'm so angry and leave your, and you let the anger take control. Or instead of being like so sad and you're just like, oh my gosh, this is never going to end. No, just let's just be curious. Like, Oh, that's what I'm feeling. Yes. Well, that makes sense. Of course, I'm going to feel that way. Exactly. This is a big change in my, and it doesn't even have to be a big change, right? Like this. No. I'm small things change right change. now, and so I'm feeling these feelings. Be curious about those feelings, and then, for example, if it's anxiety. Okay. Well, I'm feeling anxious. Okay. Hmm. Why am I feeling anxious? Well, I'm uncertain about the financial part of things. Sure. Or I'm uncertain about like if I do this, will this even work? Yeah. If I do this, will this Will I like it? Right. And there are some things when you're curious that you can actually 
identify questions that you need answers to. Absolutely. Some things you're not, right? Right. You're not, there's no way of knowing for sure you're going right. to love this change or whatever, right? But it's also, like you said earlier, it's accepting the fact that change is inevitable and change should be inevitable because if you do something, you make a change and you end up like, it's like cho- choosing a career path, choosing a college Absolutely. major, choosing a college, like just being open-handed about it, about it and saying, you know what, right now I'm just making the choice that feels best knowing there's really no right or wrong. Exactly. And that's something I think we get tripped up. Oh, on. yes. I think we have this idea in our head that there is one right path yep. and one wrong or no. One right path and a million wrong paths. Yes. And particularly those of us who spent any amount of time in the church, right? There's God's will and then there's everything else. Mm-hmm. And we feel like that is one very narrow path. And I don't believe that's true for a, for a millisecond. Mm-hmm. I do not believe that that is true. I believe that there is more than one good path, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, and again, it's assigning morality to it. Like yeah. no, here, here I am necessary. saying good. It's yeah. not. Yeah. So many times when we really take take a step back and we look, like considering change, there are so there are multiple um, good. That's not really no, but it's okay. Yeah, for lack of a better, good options before us, and we do. We we've been trained to think there's one right way. Yes, you have one purpose. You've got to go to that one. No, 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 no. No, you need to be faithful where you are right now. With what God has put in your hands right now, yeah. you need to love people really, really well, and that purpose—that's an evolution. Right? It will like, happen. It changes and evolves yes. over time, and so and we should yes. change and evolve over time. Please, your Listen, God. growth never happens if we're not open to change. That's right. They go hand in hand. Yeah. And so that's where I see so much resistance, Mm -hmm. I think the most, Mm -hmm. where people, um, and I have done this, so I'm not trying to like throw stones, um, but people so locked into a belief about something, and I'm not even necessarily talking about religious beliefs, but a belief about themselves, a belief Mm -hmm. about, you know, what they're capable of or not, or a belief about family, whatever. Yeah. And they refuse to change their minds. Yep. And so they never grow. So true. You know, it's okay to say, and I sound like a broken record, but I don't yeah. care. In light of new information, I have changed my mind. Yes. It's, it's so not freeing. flip-flopping. Yep. It's not lacking integrity. It's called growth. Yes. For goodness sake. Yes. yes. Yeah. And growth is uncomfortable. Change is uncomfortable. Oh my gosh, yes. But you know what? I want to live the kind of life where I'm comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm. I'm comfortable with not knowing all the answers. Yes. I've gotten better with that. Uh, I'm not typically good at it. You've always been better at that than me. I, mm. I've gotten better though. I really, I have. And it's been a thing to, to work on. You don't learn. If you don't come from that, place. absolutely not. No, right? because your mind is closed. Yes, or you're convinced, like, oh, like I, this is the way I've always believed. This well, is what it's I've that fixed mindset. Yes, it's that fixed mindset. I can't, I can't consider anything else, and then we get stuck, and then we end up not loving our lives. Well, and then we end up digging our heels in. Is what yes. happens. Yes, we dig our heels in even deeper yep. to something that is no longer serving us. Yes, or to something that is. It's like, again, I'll use the plant analogy, but it's like, 
it's like a tree choosing to dig its heels in and grow its roots deeper in a pot. The tree's got to die yeah. because it cannot be contained in a pot. Yep, gets root rot. Oh, yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it, it just, yeah, I, coming from me who loves change for change's sake, um, that's a little bit harder. And, and hear me, I want to backtrack for a second because I think it's important to acknowledge that, listen, there are some changes that are just bad. Yeah. Like, there's no question. For sure. Some that's changes good. that happen to us that are just bad. Yes. There are dis decisions we make mm -hmm. that are harmful. Mm -hmm. I just think we need to be, so I'm not, so put that, you know, put that aside, right. acknowledge that. Yeah. Um, but I do think we need to be careful when we start assigning morality to changes. Yeah. Because nine times out of 10, it, it's not wrong. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, it's just different. Mm -hmm. Things are allowed to be different. Mm -hmm. People should be allowed to be different. Mm -hmm. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And I, and I just think again, it's that coming to terms with, um, normalizing that change is inevitable. It is going to happen. It's a part of life. And in not just accepting it, but embracing it. Yes. And yeah, it's just that open-handed, humble way yeah. of living that helps you. We talk about this all the time to just show up in this world. And live your freaking life. Yes. yes. Just live your freaking yes. life. Yep. I, I think too, you know, if if we're so tied up in not allowing any change, um, <laughs> we maybe need to look at that. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking specifically, I can remember talking to somebody one time and they couldn't stand the way their house was decorated anymore because it had been the same for, I don't know, 20, 30 years, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I remember, um, remember them saying, you know, something like, because I think I suggested, well, let's just change the curtains. Like that'll totally change. Yeah. yeah you ever want to change your space, change your curtains. Yeah. It will change everything. Mm -hmm and or they change your walls yeah well yeah and they were like oh no 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 I can't change the curtains and I'm like why oh my husband would freak out if I changed the curtains mm -hmm. I'm thinking what the hell does your husband care what the curtains look like <laughs> I don't know that I've ever met a husband that cared what the yeah, curtains right? look like but I, it just made me think oh wow there this is clearly not about curtains then yeah like if we I think what it, what it uh, it reminds me of is like having such a vice grip mm -hmm on our life, on our surroundings, thinking foolishly that that gives us control over right. them and it does not. No. And so if you have the, a vice grip on something that, you know, that you would never allow any kind of change in and something trivial or, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. examine that, mm -hmm. examine it and go, okay, why am I not open-handed with this? Yeah. What is that about? And what is it rooted in? You know, I think this would be a good way to end. So if everybody, if you're listening, hopefully you're not driving a car. If you're driving a car, do not do this. <laughs> well, go ahead and take your hand and, and make a fist. Yeah. Really, really, really tight fist. And take a really deep breath. And ask yourself what it is you are holding on to. That needs to change. Yeah. What is it that you, you have such a, a vice grip on that 
needs to change. Or maybe that you can just begin to say, okay, what, what's one step I can take or in and this direction? Here's the thing. Maybe you're not even at the point where you're ready to take a step. Maybe it's just, I'm open to the possibility of change in this area yeah. and start there. And that's what I was going to say. And now begin to open your hands, right? And just open your hands and just begin to commit to living an open-handed yeah. life. Yes. Right. Yes. So just being open-handed to being okay. And to just say, wow, all right, what's going on here? This is a part of life. And I'm just going to walk through this. I'm just going to trust and I'm going to, I'm just going to learn. I'm going to explore. I'm going to be curious. And it's, that perspective really does change everything. It really, really, really does. It really does. Mm. Yeah. I love that. I love that. This is good. Great yeah. reminders for me as I'm walking through some significant change. So thank you for this conversation. Sure. And thank no. you guys for being a part of it with us because yeah. We love this. It's good for me too, especially, you know, taking our youngest on college tours. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. Big change. A year from now, we're going to be empty nesters. Yeah. 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 And that is going to be a huge change. Yeah. And I know that's hard for a lot of moms in particular, mm -hmm. and particularly if their entire world has been their kids. Yes. That's, that is a hard change. So hard. So hard. But that I think is one of the ones that is so important to be open-handed with. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because we raise our kids and we, I know, for, um, I can speak for both of us, like, we raised our kids with wings, right? Yes. We gave oh, yeah. them wings. And now, when they begin to fly, it is the most, again, perspective, mm -hmm. it is the most exciting thing yes. you will ever experience. Yeah. My son, when he decided to move to British Columbia... Vancouver, British Columbia, on yeah. the other side of the country and in another country. Thank you, Canada. Like, I was like, ah! Yeah. But he is living his best life. And it, like, my heart, when Jimmy, when I hear him talking about music and I watch Jason with his kids, like, I'm like, wow, look at your wings. Yeah. Look at those wings. Yeah. It's bittersweet. But it is so sweet. Well, and that's the thing. Doesn't mean you're not going to cry when you drop your kid off at college, right? Heck yeah. There's the grief. Acknowledge it. Oh, gosh. Move through it. Yes. And then yes. embrace what's next. Yeah. Yes. Because yes. what's next is a party. so good. It's a party. <laughs> it's that's a party. what's happening. <laughs> so it's happening when mine are out. Yes. I love it. All right, friend. Well, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. All right. We'll see you Have a good week, week, guys.